0: Let's go! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Benchdown TV. I am Paul, and here with me today is Kyle. And today we're talking The Witcher Season 2, Episode 4, Redanian
1: Intelligence. And if we look similar to the Episode 3 recordings, because this is taking place about 10 minutes afterwards.
0: So, Episode 4, Redanian Intelligence. We get introduced to a very big character in... The books, the games, wherever you look, he is a side character, but he stays around for a long time, and that is deekstra Kyle, what was your first impressions of deekstra
1: Um, he's a fucking badass, and he's jacked as fuck.
0: Yeah, that you didn't know his name at first before the pod recording started, and you just said the jacked bald dude.
1: Yeah, dude, that's what he is. He talks to owls, I think, and he throws knives. He's a beast.
0: He is. Uh, he is King Vizimir's advisor. Um, he is basically a spy. His job is to know a lot of shit. And yeah, the first thing we get him, Vizimir has two other advisors or whatever trying to talk to him, pouring him wine before she can hand it off. She's got his knife in the back of the throat. And then, of course, she goes up and makes the other dude drink it. And he, and he even says, you know, sorry for the theatrics. And he's like, you're not sorry. You liked doing that.
1: Yeah. The, the knife in the throat was very Tom Marilyn for all the uh, Wheel of Time folks out there. Ooh, it totally was. Yeah. This is a great entrance. And also, mm-hmm. it's just funny that the name of this episode is what? Redanian Intelligence, correct? hmm So, I mean, it just obviously makes you think that this kingdom has a very nice intelligence network. I really hope almost that it's a network of one and it's just this guy. And maybe his owl. It almost seems like the owl is in charge of him. So <laughs> that'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. But uh, there, I just I was honestly waiting for this to happen. Not this specific scene, but there's a, a Twitter account. So shout out to the Twitter account Redanian Intelligence that has dropped a lot of Witcher news and stuff. And I was just I obviously knew that was something in world. So this was just a nice little uh, a nice little treat to finally get the meaning behind what that Twitter account's name is.
0: Yeah, Dijkstra is a powerhouse. This whole uh, scene, we get that Dijkstra is trying to feed Vizimir into the idea that they can take Sintra. They never would have taken Sintra from Kalanthi, but now that Kalanthi is not there, you know they can set free Sintra.
1: Yeah, honestly, I like this idea. I was not anticipating it, but it makes a ton of political sense.
0: And you know, at the end of the scene, you nod to the owl, like you said. Yeah. And then a little bit later in the in the episode we get him shirt off because you know got to show
1: off the guns. Yeah, I, dude, I mean shout out to this actor whoever he is, <laughs> however old he actually is. I I hope I look like this man. I mean hopefully I have more hair, no offense, but I hope I look like this man at his age.
0: His actor's name is Graham McTavish.
1: All right, well Graham kudos, brother.
0: He's living life well. Um he is also um, if you remember in Outlander, one of Jamie' his uh, other in command was this guy. It was Graham Mcdavish No way. Probably didn't recognize him because he never had a shirt off.
1: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I would have. Rec- I would have recognized him then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he and he, is, he wears a hat in Outlander, so you can't even see his bald head. But he is just drinking, um, not by himself. And Al is in the room, and he's like talking to himself. Um, He seems like he's actually having a back and forth with the owl when he's like, Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's, he seems to almost be bouncing ideas off of it.
0: And he's trying to figure out a way to get a spy into Nilfgaard's uh, leader, Amir's court. So he's trying to figure a way to infiltrate Nilfgaard. He's like, maybe there's a religion angle. Maybe he loves women or men who knows, and all of a sudden, Al must have pitched a great idea because it's like that is an out-of-the-box idea. Getting an elf into Sintra won't even be that hard.
1: Yeah, it's got to be more than that because that on its own is not that far of an out-of-the-box idea, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping there's a little more to that idea. Or maybe this guy is just fucking crazy.
0: He seems a little crazy. Yeah, scene. he
1: totally does.
0: Uh, and I think that goal, I think this is just him expanding his spy network. This is how he gets information. This is his process. Yeah. If you have his thinking process. And I don't know, that's what he came up with. And we go into a cell and he ends up picking Dara. And Dara was an elf that was introduced to us season one. Um, he's the one that actually helped Siri kind of escape and live in the wilderness while she was being hunted.
1: Yeah, his also i mean his hair looks great phenomenal <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you see it more in the in the later scene when he meets up uh with another plot line but goddamn, Yeah. this man looking- has some flow
0: <laughs> all right so we are going to jump over to our favorite oh well, i'm sorry my favorite Geralt and siri i just love whenever they're on screen together i really should say Geralt and siri and the other witchers but
1: boy. yeah i thought you were gonna say tris
0: oh yeah that too yeah, the,
1: Tris, Tris joins the party.
0: Yeah, we get her right here. We see Siri and Geralt running the trail. Um, this is another one of the trials that the Witcher that they have. They have the trial of grasses, which was drinking the potions that turns you into a wisher. and then they also have the trial or the trail. Honestly, is what they call it.
1: The trial uh, of the trail. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> um, and this is basically just uh, running, making sure Witchers can. Quickly go through like whatever terrain, um, pretty badass. We see Siri fall, Buster Cheek open. Trish is right there, this cheek, not the other cheek.
1: Okay. God damn, Kyle. I was like, like <laughs> Buster Cheek. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see you. We do get Trish showing up saying, like Hey, like, you're a girl. She like, You're a girl. <laughs> You're a girl, too. So, are you? <laughs> Who gives a shit? So She's like, Oh, I'm going to carry more. And, like, do you need help? Can you take me? And she ends up peeling her cheek. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Carol comes in. Oh, you know, Carol, too.
1: Okay. Yeah. He comes in carrying a boar around his neck like a fucking savage.
0: Yeah. He's like, Oh, yeah. By the way, I got lunch. He's so cool. So, obviously, Carol and Triss had a nice reunion. So they go back. Trish meets up with Vesemir and the other Witchers. We learn that they all know of her. Um, She's been invited here before by Vesemir. And she makes a joke about washing up for dinner. And like she's like, I assume all of you guys will do the same. And then you start laughing. (laughs) Like, wash up for dinner. Who gives a shit about washing up?
1: I I do like that we're we're getting more and more of the other Witchers kind of warming up to Siri.
0: Yeah, I... I'm very happy that they are because she is I hate to be comparing it to the books. Like I always say, but like she has fond memories of Caramore and she, she loved being there and like learning and training. So I'm glad that she actually is kind of getting that, not having like the hostile environment of Lambert, like chomping down her throat.
1: Yeah, You actually, this is funny that you mentioned way of Kings in the last episode, episode three. And I'm looking at my notes here and instead of the witchers, all warming up to Siri. It just says the wit. Oh, uh, that's awesome! So, yeah, shout out to all of our Stormlight Archive combo fans out there.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> wit another amazing character.
1: <laughs> another amazing character. Yes.
0: Um. So later on, they're kind of eating dinner, and their Trish is talking about how Geralt and Trish met, and you know, bringing up that whole Striga story. She had a cool line. You know, oh, he was dealing with another princess. She even took a big chunk out of him referring to when she did chop his neck and almost fucking kill him
1: yeah they've had some nice callbacks i feel like this season one i just enjoy the the in-world consistency that these experiences are carrying over with our characters both you know in how they act and also kind of in the dialogue
0: a little bit of siri uh right here to go along with that you know early on season one siri was a princess but now she's doing like straight manly like witcher things and all of a sudden Trish comes in, she's like, Hey, like I like your dress. Yeah. Like, hey, can I can I show you around the keep a little bit? So it's nice <laughs> to see, you know, you forget Siri is like a fifteen, sixteen year old girl. She is like incredibly young. Um and she is she does have this girly side. Um Geralt even goes on to say, you know, I brought her here to help guide you. So you know like we were saying earlier, Gerald is there to help her train and with the physical and fighting skills, and now he has somebody with her to take care of, try to train her with her uh, magic.
1: Yeah, I mean, dad can only do so much.
0: Seriously, yeah. you, you need, sometimes you need womanly advice from women.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough out here for <clears throat> single dads with daughters.
0: <clears throat> Cohen and Siri go off and like they they go to bed. This, I just love their little relationships. Like, oh, come on, you little rat! Like, and then Tris hits Geralt with the. So, how do you and Siri know each other? And he just like smiles because he has gotten that question so much already.
1: Yeah. I mean I mean, granted, they make a very odd couple couple.
0: Yeah, seriously. What like what are you doing and watching and basically being the guardian of this princess?
1: Although I will say that I feel like everyone that knows Geralt that well, it almost seems like par for the course.
0: Yeah. He's him. just always getting into shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like people aren't like people that really know him aren't like super surprised by it.
0: Mm-hmm. So Trish and Geralt talk are talking about Siri, you know, how they met, what he is like going to do for her future. And Trish is asking, you know, when did she first start exhibiting the signs of chaos? And Geralt's like, she didn't exhibit any typical signs of chaos. Like, she can't even form witcher signs. But she has the power of foresight and uh, she can you know, see visions that have yet to pass. She like saw me at Sun Hill before it happened. Um, and She's getting like small glimpses of it. And when he said she has the power of foresight, all I could think about was the power of hindsight and Captain, <laughs> Heinz- Captain <laughs> hindsight. We just South fucking Park. watched that
1: episode. Too. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs>
0: The power of hindsight, which is better. The power of hindsight or power of foresight.
1: Oh, the power of hindsight. Look how many fucking fans <laughs> Captain Hindsight has. Seriously. They fucking love him. They um, should have put fire exits there, there.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have made this uh the ceiling strong enough for a helicopter to land on. <laughs> uh so she also tells Triss about series pull, like a compass to a magnet. Um you know, that shows her the myriapod uh, that you know tore the Leshy in half then and then charged them. They the actually never,
1: mentioned. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to speak over you and make the point you were going to make, but he says that it was an unknown monster, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. He's never seen anything like it. He's never seen anything like that Leshy being able to mutate and then you know infect somebody else. So he's seeing things that he's never seen before, and they both went for Siri. Is what he was getting that she has this pull towards them and they're both going for her trish is saying theoretically a mage could have made this myriapod but you know mutating beast like and and that experimentation that has been strictly outlawed and gerald's like oh yeah it's it, it's illegal so there's no <laughs> way it made- <laughs> it's
1: like that uh that club penguin meme of like the nine one one operator and it's like murder like that's illegal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I love that. And she was like, all right, well, there might be a way to tell. She does this cool little experiment, puts in a vial. She's like, Hey, we'll wait until morning. If it glows, that yeah. means there's sign of mutagenic alchemy.
1: Yeah. I like that term. It's dude, you got to play the games. <laughs> Maybe I will after this. And dude, also dude. there's a lot of sexual tension going on here. A lot.
0: And we get that. Honestly, uh, Is this this scene? Yeah, pretty much. Um, They go through. They're like going to bed. They're going through the hallway. She's saying the names of all the mages that died. Yeah. She's going through and you think she's going to say all of them, but Geralt stops her. So Geralt still doesn't know that Yen is alive.
1: Oh, spit. That is such a great point. I was so focused on him just being like, yo, chill. Yeah, I don't want to hear these names. Yeah. No, oh, he, that's a great point. That's interesting.
0: They go on to... This is the weird part you were talking about. F- fucking Trish is saying, like, you witchers, you pretend not to have emotions, but you do. I know you feel it. Normal love, normal hatred, normal sadness. And then she grabs his hand It's like, stay with me tonight. Only stay. Let's not be alone. Yeah. girl's like, I'm sorry. Walks away.
1: Ah, uh, it's so awkward. <laughs>
0: fuck yes dude yeah. i loved I, it i
1: <laughs> i just feel bad for her because you know that she's kind of hurting and yeah i mean <laughs> gerald's not really the guy i feel like to or just rather witchers in general are really the people to go to to kind of have your feelings validated and your and to feel super comfortable it seems so yeah she kind of felt like that was bound to happen it was kind of destined to fail but also i feel like they kind of insinuate that they have a little bit of a history so maybe it wasn't that bad of a plan.
0: They were giving googly eyes to each other in season one a little bit, but I, I agree. It's like, Trish, you were going after the worst possible guy for a relationship. He like you said, he doesn't even have feelings.
1: Yeah. She, she kind of played herself not to be so <clears throat> callous, but she played herself.
0: <laughs> so the next morning, you know, Siri comes down, looking lovely in a dress she's like she's got her hair down and like uh stuff in her braid uh, what the fuck clips clips in her hair <laughs> i'm not a girl so obviously <laughs> i'm not as familiar with, this, with the subject but basically she is ready to be mentored by tris and she's kind of leaning back into being a, a woman and all this other stuff of course lambert and cohen have to shit on her because yeah. why not right as soon as they see her, they're like giving her shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, I liked honestly that Tris kind of stands up to her or stands up for her rather. And it's like, you guys are just fucking assholes. Yeah. You guys are like, behind you- this, this idea that you have that you're emotionless and all this other shit, but you're just ignorant assholes. Like that's, that's what it really yeah. is. Yeah.
0: You guys should be ashamed.
1: Yeah. Like, I you fuck just,
0: with yeah, Tris. yeah. Yeah. I like her. she says like, you know, you dressed her in rags. She's bruised all the time. She's washing your piss pots or your trousers. Like, do you guys even give her cloth for when she bleeds? And I was like, Kyle, <laughs> if you guys listen to our Wheel of Time coverage, whenever a fantasy story talks and uh, just acknowledges menstruation and the difficulties it comes, you know, it gets my respect.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I thought of you immediately when they said that. That's so fucking funny. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Triss and Siri, you know, they end up going to talk in the lab. Basically, get, Siri saying, you know, how long did it take you to train and control your powers? And she said, Yeah, it took a long time. Don't worry, you'll get there. You know, Garrett comes in, gives her food because you know, they they felt bad that you didn't eat. Like, oh, these witches are big, selfies.
1: <laughs> He's a beast, dude. I just love that he dives right into this, like forensic research almost, mm-hmm. and it's kind of Maybe not necessarily going toe-to-toe with Triss, but he deserves to be in that conversation and have his opinion heard.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. You yeah. like, would definitely want his advice on something. Like She pulls out the vial. She's like, oh, no glow, but there is something strange. And he sees it and knows what it is. He's like, oh, stelocyte. Like, yeah. How the fuck do you know what that is? Yeah, he's um, and he's like, "Stellocyte from a monolith. He's like, I've never seen that before in a monster. But they go to the, the leshy arm that Eskel brought, and he finds the same thing. And actually going back to episode two, when Geralt was first dissecting the Leshy Arm, he kind of looks at his fingers and there's the black dust. I didn't know yeah. what that was. I think that's what this was. What's yeah, the Stella site? So now they kind of have a connection and a clue of what are, you know, what, what does this have to do with the monster? So what does a monolith have to do? And they both, both look right at Siri. who's just kind of like, <laughs> Looking over this, she's like what monolith I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and she talks about the time that she did destroy it episode 1 season 1 when she fled Sintra, and right outside the walls one could hear Hatter she screamed and it just
1: fell over and then she kind of is a little scared and she's like "Like all these monsters are my fault and Geralt's like yo I'll fix it so cool right yeah and Triss is like Ooh.
0: she starts to think of that monolith and she has one of those visions crazy vision the daughter of chaos belongs to us. Turn your backs, join the procession. There's only death here. What the fuck does that mean?
1: <laughs> daughter of chaos sounds cool for her. Fuck yeah! I mean, if 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 we can get down to a point where that's like her title, that's that's pretty fucking sick.
0: Yeah, th- that'd be like for like uh break your chains in there. Like yeah, uh, that's
1: great. That's
0: Khaleesi's great. titles. Yeah, that's cool. So, like you said, Geralt says, you know, don't worry, I'll fix it. You toppled this monolith? Whatever. I don't care. I'll fix it. You know, Geralt and Triss, they are in the armory. They're having a short conversation about the awkward conversation they had the night before. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a short line where it's like, Cohen replenished your elixirs here and just gives it to him. I was like, oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Cool guy, Cohen. It's also nice that Geralt kind of nips it in the butt immediately and it's just like listen i i can't be what you want like it's yeah it ain't like that like i don't know what you were thinking but it it just ain't like that
0: yeah i can't be what you deserve she was like yeah i kind of get it but like she was like your pain had excited me because i finally felt something again i was like
1: he also i was a little thrown off when he was like i hope essentially like talking about her value to him and i was like what like, I mean, is this like an ultimate friend zone where it's like we're friends and like, I need you around me, but we need to be friends because you're useful. I was kind of like, dang, yeah. bro, that was a little she, cold.
0: <laughs> I hope that in your search to feel again, you feel your value. She's like, to Siri? He's like, nah, to me. You're yeah, to I me. was like,
1: bro, you <clears> put <throat> her in the friend zone. Like, I don't know if you should be saying that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, that is a hard friend zone. Yeah. Vesemir comes in before things get more awkward, though. And he was like, dude, Gerald, you're on a Cintra? I thought you said you would never go back there. Last time you went, there was like two chaotic, like almost (laughs) a war. One was a war. Yeah. And one almost started a war.
1: Just absolutely destiny shaping events.
0: Trish says, you know, I have a friend in Cintra who studies monoliths. He can help you. I'll portal you to him. And he goes, portals are no fun. (laughs) I don't know if you know this. Geralt absolutely hates portals.
1: I guess I, I I got the idea, but I like the confirmation.
0: Despises them. He would rather, you know, ride a horse all day than take a portal.
1: And when you're unless he's your best friend, I guess why not? <laughs>
0: yeah, unless he absolutely needs to, he he will not take a portal. But you know, that's why when he does take this portal, he like arrives in the library. And just listen like he's hands on his hips, he's like catching his breath, and he like needs to sit down. Like yeah, he does. <laughs> I- Istrid like has the magic up and he's like ready to go. And Carol's like, dude, not right now. I need a second. I and- now
1: that I'm thinking about it, obviously he gets into fights and battles, but that's definitely the first time we've really seen him like that. Shook.
0: Definitely. This is very uncharacteristic. And of yeah. course it's portals. Something that is just not threatening at all,
1: really. Yeah. And this is a hell of a combination, him and Istrid. Istrid? yeah 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 because yeah, i don't know man i mean i'm obviously not a fan of istrid i i went into that in a little bit of detail in episode three so i'm curious to see what their interactions will be like i've touted Geralt as this kind of surprise intellectual so i i'm interested in it but i don't want them to make me like istrid because i'm <laughs> i'm kind of stuck in my ways right now about him
0: yeah, because your team, Geralt, ride or die, Geralt. Yeah, and, of course. you know, if your boy hates somebody else, you know, you ride with your boy.
1: Yeah. I wonder what if Geralt finds out what Istra did to Yen, you know, if, what kind of wrench that dude, oh. Just like yeah, Stregabor think... coming in and like saying that offhand. And then next thing you know, like Geralt. Offhand? Yeah. Oh, nice. holy shit. He has no hands <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Look at me just crafting fanfic over here. Fuck yeah.
0: No, I agree. They don't. I don't think they know the whole background behind each other. I don't think yeah. Istrid knows Yen and Geralt banged. I don't think Geralt knows that Yen and Istrid banged.
1: Ooh, drama!
0: That's going to be a really cool storyline going forward. But that's actually it for this episode. The last part of this uh, Witcher character bucket is actually Vesemir. So Vesemir goes back to the cave where they put Eskil's body, and you know, just sees that the wolves did in fact eat him. But on the way home, he sees uh, these flowers, these flowers that are blooming in the middle of winter on the trail. And he brings it back to Trish, who is an expert in this continent's vegetation. Just something else really cool about Chris, like her, her Trish, her uh, like speciality.
1: Chris, that was a little bit of a, an unconscious Cosmere drop there. That's funny.
0: <laughs> um. So she ends up telling him, you know, oh, this is fain weed, fain wet, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, this only grows where elder blood has been spilt. Where'd you find this? Vesemir's putting it together. Wherever Siri has spilt her blood is where this flower will sprout, and it is all over the course. So by the process of elimination, does Siri have elder blood? Yes. That's a good guess. That is yeah. a great
1: guess. I think I'm going to say yes. Also, <laughs> quite the reveal that elder blood is like what, a main ingredient. I, I so elder blood was the main ingredient in creating witchers, not the flowers themselves, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Yeah, and this is a nice little line from Vesper when he says destiny has given us a gift. Yeah. It, it, it's kind it's nice cuz it's like it sounds badass, but part of me is a little wary of it because I don't know, it seems like he's almost looking at Syria as like a tool at that point.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's it's a way for him to create more Witchers at this point. Yeah, that's and I don't know. That's a it's a strange attitude to look at a different human being
1: that way. But I mean, he has obviously his own story and his own biases, and they've kind of hammered this point home about that witch, the Witcher population is dwindling. He kind of sees him as his kid, so I mean, I get it. I don't mm-hmm. love it because I'm a I'm a Siri guy, but I get it
0: yeah yeah we'll see uh, what happens with that because that is actually the end of the Witcher storyline for right now yes sir in our last and uh, last coupling for this episode is yen and kahir interesting coupling never in a million years would i ever thought we would get an entire episode of just these two together yeah they are on the run and i believe they're in redania still i want to say um all the elves are being treated like shit like we see that real quick okay.
1: quick question so aratuza is in redania i'm just curious because i guess i didn't know where they were and it's kind of difficult i i realized I, I noticed that they had like the the soldiers had similar armor to someone mm. that we've seen i believe it was in episode three the Aratusa
0: is in the isle of the
1: that means which, nothing to me but where i was gonna say that, that literally
0: means nothing to you <laughs>
1: Isn't that something about the – because I know obviously the continent is just named the continent, Mm -hmm. but is – was like relative distances and locations like a big emphasis?
0: So that is actually a giant problem coming up later in the season that I am looking forward to talk about. So far, it's like – it hasn't been too many issues because, I mean, portals, you can kind of do whatever you want. But – distance and land that does come into play and is actually a criticism of later on in the season. I'm sorry. I'm crapping out on you right now. I cannot find where Aretuza is or where the Isle of Deneed is. Pretty sure it is at the border of Redania and Tamaria, like on on the left coastal border, the west coastal border of Redania and Tamaria. It's just settled right in between there.
1: That makes sense. Then that they would, just still be in one of the the nearby kingdoms. They're trying to get to Cintra. so mm-hmm. you got to go through somewhere to get the Sintra.
0: Yeah, this is this is the, the scene where they come up with that. You know, they are running. Um, they obviously have their hoods up because they're fugitives. And all of a sudden, a bunch of crows spread flyers around with one and posters and straight up One Piece. Dude, one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: it's
0: just One Piece with these goddamn um, bounties and rewards. Go get them so they end up saying you know it's not safe here let's go to Sintra. later on we see like an elf kind of getting beat to death and they just kind of walk by it because they're like hey there's nothing we can do and that's just kind of foreshadow all of the racism going on here like the the north just hates elves right now yeah they say hey you you teamed up with nilfgaard we're just gonna have an alliance against the other north with the other northern kingdoms against you
1: a question i would have is how much is it a function of the alliance or has because it seems like people have always disliked elves to a certain extent
0: no definitely you're totally right um there's a lot of people that just see something different and just hate it like we saw it in um season one i believe it was one of the dwarves like a family had a dwarf just as a servant like they wouldn't even justify it as a human like you they know. made give, give their shoes over to Siri because, you know, they weren't human in their eyes. So I agree that there was definitely some, they looked down upon elves before this happening. This yeah. I'm sure either turned, helped people like hate elves or just solidified their hatred them.
1: Yeah. It's definitely not doing them any favors. <clears throat> Absolutely not. I think it was episode three or it might've been this episode where there's like um, graffiti on one of the walls and it's a pig, but it has elf ears. Yeah. <laughs> How fucked that up just is that? Made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's it was just funny, like I'm not, I'm not exactly sure the relative time period that this is supposed to generally take place in. It seems obviously medieval. Just thinking of medieval graffiti is just funny to me.
0: Oh yeah. Just tag this out. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: exactly.
0: That's uh exactly what it was though. It was like the northern propaganda now that like elves are pigs, elves aren't human. Yeah. Um, so they get confronted by a guard who recognize them, and Yen swings a bench at the guard doesn't use magic. And Kahir's like doesn't put it together yet. He's like, Oh, I had it covered. And he's like, No, you didn't. Um, so they actually run, like jump into a sewer. Here's where they find two other elves that you know, at first there's confrontation, but they end up realizing, hey, we're all on the run. I can bring you to this person called the Sandpiper and he will help get you to safety. He's getting all these other elves to safety. We do hear like an echoing crash of them leaving and then just like a monster like coming out of the water in the sewer real quick.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of a deaf person using sign language, like not shutting the fuck up, and (laughs) like saying too much for like revealing this secret plan. Cause the guy is just yelling at the kid, like shut up. And he's just <laughs> signing what <they're- laughs> no, so you funny. shut up. Yeah. It was so funny. I just, that whole concept made me laugh a lot.
0: And I'm sitting here and I'm reading the subtitles as he's doing the sign language. So I'm like, not really thinking about it, but then Kahir is like, what is he saying? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah, you guys don't know what he's saying.
1: Yeah. That was a really, really good scene. I like how he ends it with telling Yen how pretty she is. I was like, my man, yeah.
0: He he was smooth. Knew he was going to die though immediately. Oh my
1: god! When we get to the next scene and he's signing like this whole life he was going to live while he's backing into this deeper pool of water, I'm like, oh god,
0: yeah, yeah. This is so. He's like, I'm going to live on a a farm and wanna have little chickens everywhere, I'm going to have a, a nice lady. And we're like, dude, you're dead. Yeah. So he didn't of course, realize, like,
1: what kind of story he was in.
0: Of course, he gets sucked in by the monster. We don't see him anymore. Um, the old guy actually runs away. Um, Yen gets sucked in as well. Kahir says, "You know, use your magic." This is where she finally comes out and says, "You know, I can't." Kahir still fights it off because he's kind of cool. I still don't know if I like Kahir or not.
1: I mean, this is a good. This is a good scene though for him. And even after this, when um when they get out of the sewers and they have that kind of argument, when we're on, I guess street level. That was probably my favorite scene in the episode.
0: Yen and Kahir talking?
1: Yeah, I really like that scene. I just think it's like Kahir coming from his like religious zealotry and his level of devotion that he has to Amir and the White Flame and Nilfgaard. And then Yen is, you know, obviously freaking out still because she doesn't have her magic. And this was at the end of episode three, I was interested to see how this pair would go. And then we get the beginning of the episode and we know they're on the run together. So I was anticipating something interesting happening, and I really, really, really enjoyed this scene, this interaction.
0: Yeah, it's like you're saying, people from two completely different areas of the world forced to be together and be like comrades, at least for a short time. I mean, she's coming out. She's screaming, fuck, again, which is amazing. And she's saying, what's the point of anything? Exactly what you were talking about, Kyle. She's saying, you know, you're born helpless, and then you find strength, and then people all they want to do is use you for it, and then you finally find love, and then you find out it ends up being a wish, like Geralt.
1: Yeah, uh, she was laying it all out there. She just basically yeah. threw her whole life story, and was like, "This yeah. sucks ass."
0: You find power, and it turns to ash in your hands. And he's like, "Dude, you were great. What are you talking about? At the at sun, that fire magic was incredible." And he's like, "Oh." That's what stole it from you. Okay. Yeah, it
1: was a little slow on the uptake, but
0: yeah. He ends up going and talking about uh, Fringilla a little bit just because of the backstory. And he's trying to say Fringilla is like dedicated to the cause of Nilfgaard. And then Yen drops a really cool line You know, the most important thing they teach you at Eretuza isn't magic, it's to make people in power believe anything you want them to.
1: Yeah. I love that too. And it immediately made me think of the end of episode three when we have what is it, False step? False Full test. Full test. When he may has that line about not trusting or trusting these people less and less. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell these motherfuckers are shady. I mean, Stregobor, oh fuck is yeah. their leader. I feel like is he their leader?
0: Kyle? Uh, he he's like an elder. He's he's one of the like yeah. He's a very tenured. trusted
1: voice. Yes, I guess you could say so. Mm. And it's 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 fuck Stregobor all day every day. So
0: oh yeah, you gotta tell a
1: they're a little shady, obviously
0: uh Yeah, I love. I just like the way that she called Frangilla a political animal. Like you know, that she she will just finagle her way in and get what she wants.
1: I feel like you definitely get that vibe from her in episodes too. I mean, one one to a lesser extent, but definitely in two.
0: So we see them see the old elf that abandoned them in the sewers run into you know the back door of a tavern. They follow him in. They're giving him shit. They go and say, All right, what's the deal here to the people, person leading them? And he says, You know, we need to wait until the place is empty and then the Sandpiper will escort them to the boat. And Yen is like, Sandpiper? And then all of a sudden you can hear a voice in the background singing and he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been a terrific audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right then,
0: Yen just starts smirking. And of course, our boy, Yaskir four episodes what a great return phenomenal song complete banger
1: been waiting on it too thinking about him i feel like every episode and i guess it's easy Uh, to say that i haven't said it once on the podcast but (laughs) you have been i was thinking about him
0: what do you what do you like better uh this song or toss a coin
1: oh definitely toss a coin
0: i mean yeah it's gotta be toss a coin because that song is just iconic but
1: yeah it's so catchy
0: this was a really good season two banger. I, uh, I've i definitely been singing it in my head.
1: <laughs> I just, well, first thought was obviously he's clearly singing about Geralt. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I will say, though, his wig, if that's a wig, not doing it for me.
0: Yeah, he was wearing that like hat that made him look like a pirate. And then that one wench took it off him. Um, yeah, and I he, don't
1: love his hair. It looks way too wiggish.
0: It was, it was all over the place. Um, but yeah, Yen walks up, they have like a, a weird confrontation because he, he's like ready to like call her like a snake nosed lizard monster or something. And she just goes in for the hug and he's like, drink, I'm going to, I'm going to drink. If we're going to have this conversation. <laughs> <wanna drink.">
1: She's <laughs> it like, dude, I missed, man.
0: I missed them so much. And they get caught up, you know, talking about Geralt, like, oh, we're better off without him.
1: She, she does started, not really believe that though.
0: No, absolutely. That's, it was not. a
1: very noncommittal. Yes
0: yes that was a bare barely achieved yeah um and she calls him out she goes are you are the sandpiper what no yes no <laughs> why he was asking. Was like, <laughs> he's asking you're the worst like character. you're the worst spy like secret agent person like <laughs>
1: yeah i mean this person that he claims that he hates and he admits it right off the bat to her
0: yeah um and you know yes goes on to say why he's actually doing this you know they can't They. I was in a bar. I saw them come for the elves. They come for the elves. They come for the dwarves. You know, and then eventually they'll just come for anyone labeled as other. Um, so you know, Yasuke's a really good guy. He's putting his neck out in the line for the others.
1: It did seem like a little bit of an assumption on his part to say like no artist is safe. I I, di- I just didn't understand if he meant that artists will then be seen as other once there's no other like races.
0: I think yeah. that's what he was getting to.
1: Yeah, but I
0: guess artists are so different and so out there. What they do, yeah. some people don't like it. Some people do,
1: and they have influence as well, as we we find out a little bit later in that um in the dock scene, which is a great scene, but a little a little bit more to talk about before we get there.
0: So they are actually in a tavern in Oxenfurt, which is, I believe, let me double check, right <laughs> at the edge of Redania. Hey. So we should be in the right area here. Here we go. So later on, they sneak towards the ship. You know, they get they get to the port. Gashier's like, hey, stay out of sight until I give you the signal. I'm going to go do what I do best. What's that? I don't know. That's why, that's why I'm the best at it. <laughs> he's the best at not knowing what he's going to
1: do. He's so wild.
0: I absolutely loved this scene. Um, some people didn't like it, but I did he is going in gets caught he's like oh papers he starts humming his famous songs the dude starts <laughs> singing with them oh Yaskier, you're the bard yes here oh, you don't need papers go on and, and yes is like oh bless you bless yourself bless your family like i <laughs> love you
1: yeah why, why did people not like it I'm, i guess i'm curious because i thought it was funny
0: well this part right here when uh. the guy goes you know that's not one of your strongest, you know. It's a bit complicated. It took me until the fourth verse to realize there was different timelines.
1: Okay, yeah, I was like, "This is this conversation is meta as fuck." But
0: so unbelievably meta, yeah. They were just making fun of themselves in from season one, saying season one was all over the place. This guy was saying it perfectly, you know.
1: Yeah, it was. A, I spotted the dragon reveal a
0: mile away. Like, yeah, <laughs> I
1: thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of funny. I loved it. I, I guess, I, I mean, if you're like a diehard Witcher fan and love the books, maybe it would have rubbed you the wrong way, but me, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a nice little like levity little joke.
0: I enjoyed it. And when, when he says, you know, uh, it took me until uh, fourth verse to realize there was different timelines and Yaskier's like, yeah, well, you know, and he keeps on going and saying, you know, I don't understand how like the loot player ends up with a lovely warrior la- warrior ladies and Yaskier's like about to go, he's about to get on the boat, just turn around and he goes, am I going to say it? I'm gonna say it. And he starts <laughs> starts ripping them apart in on perfect yes fashion, using the most colorful words.
1: It's just so funny. I love Yen's reaction too. She's like not surprised, but she's just like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, she's like yes here, not right now. Okay. <laughs> I just like weird
1: there too, though, because Kahir's like, all right, well, I'll step up, I'll be a distraction.
0: Yeah, very uncharacteristic from him. He is Actually, kind of considering them a team. They've said it a few times. Like, there is no we. It's me and you traveling yeah. together. But you know, at, at points, he does. He is willing to put like a little sacrifice out there. And Yen is like, no, I can't go because if I show up without you in Censure, I'm going to be beheaded. So she needs him to go. And while they're arguing, the old elf, you know, takes him for the team. I guess he still feels bad about abandoning his boy from earlier.
1: So. I appreciated this. I thought it was a nice little like contained to the same episode he had a nice little storyline i like that he got his little bit of a redemption arc he got his ass fucked up though so bad so bad. like i loved how he went out screaming fuck the north though that was cool (laughs) that was he was like kind of timid about it and then the last shot was real loud fuck the north i like that
0: yeah it was nice this was enough of a distraction for everybody to sneak onto the ship dara kind of stops yaskier real quick and says like hey thank you and yaskier has a cool line he's like i expect You to do great things now. Go out and live your life. So I hope whenever they meet up, they
1: remember that interaction. He's the spy, though, right?
0: Yes, he is the spy that Beekstra is trying to get into Sintra.
1: So maybe that was a bad thing that Yasker said that to him. Could be. Could come back to bite him in the ass. (laughs) Although I guess technically, like, is it redania Yeah. Them taking back Sintra isn't like completely, or not taking back, taking over Sintra, isn't necessarily against, like, Geralt. Well, what is very against Ciri. Yeah. All right, so never mind. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if you ain't with us, you're against us, so.
0: They uh, they have a really good day being Yaskir and Yen have a really good goodbye. It was just really nice to kind of see them. It was. It wasn't their first interaction because the first interaction after a while, Obviously, Yaskir had all this pent up shit he was ready to say. But now, after they kind of settled down, they had a really close, like heart to heart. She revealed that, you know, chaos is no longer with her. Yaskir has a phenomenal line where he goes, You know, I'm scared too. I'm scared that muses will stop speaking to me and one day I can't do the one thing that I was put on this earth to do, you know. And yeah. that's what Yen is going through right now. She, magic and chaos and power was her whole life. And now it's just gone. It's like, uh, could you imagine being like stilled
1: like that? No. no. Or gentle. It's like madness
0: would come along with it or something.
1: Yeah. It sounds like pretty much the worst thing that could happen to you.
0: Watch Wheel of Time if you
1: haven't. Or read it. You should totally check out Wheel of Time.
0: The the (laughs) one yes line where you say, you know, it's my job to put myself in other people's shoes, even if they are yours, which are large clunky and. Probably full of snakes.
1: There was no <laughs> way he was getting through this conversation without throwing a low blow at her. So
0: had to insult her at least once. Yeah,
1: She just kind of rolled with it.
0: Uh he has the line goodbye, good luck, and good riddance, tearing up a little bit. But just as he leaves the boat, you kind of hear a yell, and you know, guitar strings kind of go haywire. And Yen goes up and sees his loot just on the ground, completely broken. Who uh who's going for him?
1: I don't know. I don't love it though. I guess I hope that it's a human and not a monster because monsters are harder to fight.
0: <laughs> so. Well, humans are monsters are more simple. Humans are just evil sometimes, like I straight guess that's up. That's true, but bad I
1: intentions. I feel like with a non-magical Yen and Kihir okay, is kind of a beast in his own right, but I feel like <laughs> our chances are a lot <laughs> likelier with a human. I think that yaskir disappearing is a nice way for kahir almost to get in and in we've like you mentioned it's becoming a little bit more of a we versus a me and a me so and i mentioned at the beginning of this bucket that this just kind of interaction between the two of them this journey is is very interesting to me so i think that adding like a little bit of a yaskier rescue arc into it it's just like a, a wrench i did not see coming at the start of episode four that mm-hmm. I'm really into. And I'm excited to, to dive a little bit more into that.
0: Yeah, this is uh, a little bit reminiscent of the books, believe it or not. Yaskir actually does get kidnapped. Um, and, you know, we'll see going forward where, uh, wh- who it is, um, you know, what actually ends up happening to him. Uh, but what do you think, what storyline are you most looking forward to going forward? Uh, Geralt and Istredz, uh Yannick here, you know, Yaskier or you know dixtra and his crazy king visimir
1: yeah i mean so like on a on like a guilty pleasure level i'm really into to dixtra and his owl
0: <laughs> you want his, his shirt off again dude, Don't and me.
1: his just absolutely rocking old man bod but <laughs> i think that i i, I think it's Geralt and Istredd only because of the Aretuza wrench that's in it. I'm just interested to see what the reaction is going to be if he is, like, word gets out that there's a witcher in Aretuza. I don't know if that will happen, but that's what makes it interesting.
0: They are actually in Cintra right now.
1: Oh, spit. That's such a good... All right, well then, less interesting. I'm going to go with uh, Kahir, Yen, and um yaskier then who are also trying to go
0: to Sintra. yes yeah Once we get our <laughs> little
1: assemble moment it'll be nice but yeah okay now that the 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 Erotusa line isn't there i it's slightly less interesting so i will say be- that oh but i guess they're in Sintra, and so is francesca and Frangilla. so that's i guess a little interesting wrinkle as well i guess those plot lines could almost maybe come together did Triss know that he was in Cintra to to send that portal there
0: Istred? Yeah. She okay, says yeah. I have a friend in Sintra. I'll mm. portal you over there.
1: Alright then. Yeah, so um, final answer. I just said a lot of words is Kahir, Yen, and Yaskir.
0: There you go. I personally sucker for Geralt. I want anything to do with him, so
1: Yeah, he's um, a savage on the screen. He is. Also, where is-, is Siri still in Siri Tris? Are still in care more right? care mm-hmm.
0: okay. With Vesemir.
1: Yeah, with Vesemir getting these ideas in his head. So that'll be interesting to see as well.
0: Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, I already saw the rest of the season. But after I finished <laughs> this the first time, I could not hit play fast enough. I was like, all right, let's binge.
1: I meant to ask this on the, the end of the episode three episode. Because you, you attacked us. You're like, oh my god, episode three, I need someone to talk to. So what was like, what was the thing that hit like hit that chord for you? uh
0: the fact that Kahir ran away with Yen.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yeah. It, this I can was see that. episode three was the start of me realizing that the show is just completely detaching itself. Yeah. And so as more and more crazy stuff happened, I was just like putting it out of my mind. Um it's it's just crazy to think about all these turns of characters and and if they're actually going to end up in the same place as the stories, which right now I don't think they will because they're completely different.
1: Yeah. It's, they're probably, it seems like they might be taking a complete detour to get there if they are.
0: That being said, I still absolutely love the show. It's what got me into the Witcher universe uh, first. That's what made me read the books and play the games. So I do love the Witcher. The season's been really good, but that's going to do it for us today. Uh, if you guys like what you heard, our podcast also covers Wheel of Time, Dexter, Midnight Mass, Rick and Morty, a lot of really different shows, but a lot of really good shows. If you want to toss a coin to your binge town,
1: Hey, you didn't uh, say it on have, the last episode. I,
0: I didn't. We have a Patreon up where you can become a binge town homie. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Or The easiest way to do all of that is to check us out on our website at BingeTownTV.com. Uh, we are so excited to cover The Witcher. So happy to have you here with us. So from everyone at bingetown, thank you so much for listening. Fuck. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.